Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and this week I have a quick and dirty tip about the difference between important and importantly, and a meaty middle about words and the years in which they're born. On to the tip. You may occasionally hear or read an objection to the phrase more importantly. You can ignore it unless you're writing a cover letter or some other document where you'll be judged without the chance to defend yourself. More important and more importantly are both grammatically acceptable and have been in use for decades. It's unclear which one came first. A Google Ngram search, which shows how often words are used in published books that have been scanned by Google, shows more important is much older and more popular. But the Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage says more importantly is older, and Gardner's Modern English Usage says more importantly is fully standard and at least as popular as more important. The Oxford English Dictionary Supplement calls more important a kind of sentence adjective, and more importantly, a kind of sentence adverb. When they say more importantly as a kind of sentence adverb, they mean it's like thankfully and fortunately when they come at the beginning of a sentence. They aren't modifying a specific word in the sentence, but rather the entire sentence. If you write, thankfully, we didn't run out of guacamole, you're thankful for the entire sentiment of the rest of the sentence. And if you write, more importantly, the neighbors didn't call the police because of our loud music, Again, you think all the rest of the sentence is what's important. It's not just important that the neighbors didn't call, or that it wasn't the police that the neighbors called. It's the whole thing, that the neighbors didn't call the police because of the loud music. That's what's important. Thankfully and importantly, sentence adverbs. The only difference between important and importantly is that you can't use important alone. You have to use more or most when you use important at the beginning of a sentence like that, but you can use importantly alone. Important, the neighbors didn't call the police, doesn't work, but importantly, the neighbors didn't call the police, does work. And that's your quick and dirty tip. You can start a sentence with either more important or more importantly. Both are fine, but when you want to get rid of the word more or the word most, you have to use importantly. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com grammar today. 
Hey, it's Mignon. Do you need a new literary show to add to your podcast queue? Well, then you definitely want to check out Missing Pages, the chart-topping and Signal Award-winning podcast produced by the Podglomerate. Back for a brand new season, Missing Pages investigates the most pressing topics in the book world today, from the rise of Colleen Hoover and book bans across America to the world of ghostwriting. Not to mention host and acclaimed literary critic Beth Ann Patrick interviews some of the biggest names in the industry, like New York Times bestselling author Jody Pico and Publishers Weekly co-editorial director Jim Milliot. And as the Washington Post and The Guardian said, missing pages is a, quote, must listen. And I agree. So don't miss out. Follow Missing Pages today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening now. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries, so you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and best-selling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart, every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi. Last week, Merriam-Webster launched a new tool on its website called Time Traveler that lets you explore words by year. In other words, you can select a year, like 1991, and see words that were first recorded in that year. For example, in 1991, the words mixtape, bestie, and gift card appeared in print for the first time, at least as far as the people at Merriam-Webster know. Dictionary makers often find earlier instances of words, and when they do, they update their entries. But Time Traveler is based on the currently first known dates, such as 1697 for apple pie, 1900 for phony, and 1980 for gridlock. And once you start searching, it's kind of addictive, and it tells you so much about culture. 1967 was the first year you could do aerobics, ponder biotech, go to B-school or go on an ego trip, take estrogen replacement therapy, and live in a fantasy land. In 1977, you could finally do those aerobics on an exercise bike, worry about bad cholesterol and Ebola, take cisplatin, and go on a guilt trip after spending too much time at a strip mall. In 1987, we were wearing acid-washed jeans and carrying around messenger bags. Drugs were being used off-label. We'd gone from biotech to bioterrorism, and we were wearing cross-trainers to the gym. It was the first year we had GIFs, and if you try to tell me it's pronounced GIF, I'll fight you. 
<laughs> By 1997, we were working out on elliptical trainers, working in cube farms, posting emoji, and writing judgy posts on our weblogs. The examples get more sparse as you get closer to the present day, but 2007 gave us hashtags, listicles, and the sharing economy. Set aside at least an hour to play and visit the Time Traveler section on the Merriam-Webster website. Right now there's a link to it on their homepage. The site also made me think of a book from 1997 that I liked called America in So Many Words by Alan Metcalf and David Barnhart. In the book, the authors chose one word that was coined in America for nearly every year between 1555, canoe, and 1998, millennium bug. They noted some interesting trends, saying that in the 17th century, the hot topic for new words was nature, because the settlers were naming all the new things they came across in North America, like corn, catfish, raccoons, and moose. The authors called the trend in the 18th century independence, noting new words such as minuteman, cowboy, veteran, immigrant, and ticket, as in to vote for a ticket. They cite expansion as the trend in the 19th century, with new words such as know-how, skyscraper, downtown, commuter, and ranch, a ranch usually being far bigger than a typical farm. And the 20th century trend was science, with words such as IQ, rocket scientist, goo, brainstorm, and streamline. I love looking at these words and thinking about the times and cultures in which people started using them, and I bet you will too. Again, the website is Merriam-Webster's Time Traveler, and the book is called America in So Many Words. Thanks this week to Kid Pebbles, who checked in from South Korea. That actually made me wonder whether other languages have dictionaries that tell you the date when words were first used, like we do in English. I'm sure you must, but I'd love to know. If you'd like to share a word you find interesting because of the date it was first used in your own language, you can let me know on Twitter or Facebook. I'm Grammar Girl on both, and please translate the words for me. That's all. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries, so you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and bestselling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart, 
every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi.